Super Talk Mississippi media production. Moondog Makers and Bakers Catering Services. Taking ordinary to extraordinary. Personal and home private nights to massive events. From wood-fired pizzas to full gras. Get your three-pack spice blend of moon dust, moon crust, and moon rocks. Hashtag what is Moondog? Familiar food done differently. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. But you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us, too. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. You all have to wait till Friday to watch the Ole Miss women's basketball team take the court for the Sweet 16. But today, we get to talk to her, uh, Coach Yo's husband, not her husband. She ate the whole team, but Coach Yo's husband, Kelly McEwen. Hey, Kelly. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing so well, and congratulations. I know you know you probably feel as much love and support as uh, your wife has and the team has, but I feel like all of Mississippi is just get, getting behind the girls and Coach Yo, and just want to give a big bear hug of congratulations. Have y'all felt that from everybody? We have. It's been it's been a, a great experience. Um, with the girls had a chance to to really get the experience last year, but this year it's it's more of you know we're we're out to really show that we can do some things and the the support from the state of Mississippi and and also across the nation from a lot of our friends that we've been having great communications with or great relationships with. It's, it's been wonderful. I love one of the titles on Ole Miss's uh, Facebook page was "This is not a Cinderella story, right?" Like they had the talent, they were ready to go. They've been looking uh, hard all year for this, and you could see just the sheer joy and excitement when the game was over Sunday, and the girls recognized, you know, they're they're taking the program to a level that it hadn't been in 16 years. But what was it like being there, Kelly? What was it like being on the court, being you know not only a rebel at heart but also married to the coach? What was that moment just sort of like for everyone well for for me personally it was surreal but it wasn't surprising um really my wife and i we talked about it since the beginning of the year and she's not one to say that she i have the greatest team of all time or anything like that but i i'm that guy that would say you'll let you have a team that can make it to a minimum at least a sweet 16 and we talked about that back in November um, when we right when we lost to Utah. We had that conversation. So seeing everything coming to fruition and having a chance to beat a team like Stanford, I mean, they're they're phenomenal, phenomenal team, phenomenal program with an awesome coaching staff and awesome players. To do it on their on that big stage in their house, it was it was awesome. And then for me, I actually sat. I usually. They try to sit me behind the bench, but I actually sat in the middle of the Stanford fans on the other side. So it was all sea of red and then this one little <laughs> guy with navy blue on. So, 
but they, the fans were phenomenal. They treated me very well. It was a great atmosphere. You can't ask for anything else for, for women's basketball. Oh, I love that. That That is a great sort of tidbit. It's you standing up, that's my wife, you know, <laughs> in the sea of red. Uh, but, but rightfully so. I mean, I think any time you have such a good game and then you have such a, a phenomenal inning, ending, then the emotions just start to pour out. I love all the math to it. I think you're going to Sweet 16 after 16 years, and that's the team. But you and your wife got married the same year I did, and so y'all are just going to celebrate your Sweet 16 in marriage. So has Coach Yo always sort of had her eyes set on you know the big prize of this way has she always been coach yo for the last you know decade and a half with you well yes <laughs> yes she she is the most phenomenal person the best person i god knew what he was doing when he when he gave me yolette and gave her gave her me and the way that she thinks she thinks the big picture um, and then she has somebody that's going to support her for that to to, to make sure that picture comes in, into fruition. So Yolette is, I mean, she knew that that there was this would happen at some point in time. I don't know if she knew it was going to be this quick, but she knew that she can do this here in Oxford, here at Ole Miss, and make this in, back into a championship caliber team and program. And it's, it's been it's been wonderful. And for 16 years, I've been able to sit here and actually just watch and study greatness. So that she's also a teacher of mine, and she doesn't even know that. So I'm pretty sure she, she's going to hear that now, and she's going to tell everybody that she's now my teacher. But, you know, that's how it works. That is how it works, and that's how a good marriage lasts that long as well. You've only got us by a couple of months. We're October. I, I read where you guys were in June. But but what's it like being Coach Yo's husband on game day? So does she have any fun rituals? Is it like no talk straight to the court? Or, you know, give us a little bit of behind the scenes. Like what is it like when it's, you know, time to, to get to the court and do business? So, you know, once you're with somebody for so long, you start to figure out their tendencies and and their routines and, of course, rituals and things like that. But for me, I get out of the way. <laughs> it's, it's that simple. Uh, when it, when it, I know it's game day, I make sure that uh, our family's taken care of, the kids are taken care of, it's her mom and dad are, are with us, they're taken care of. And she she goes into this, this hibernation mode, or not, not necessarily hibernation, but she separates herself just to get really focused, and she starts to do her thing. And um, she she has a she has a down packed of what she needs to do and the, uh, and for me I just make sure that everything else outside of basketball is taken care of so she doesn't have to think about it. Another reason you've been married almost sixteen years, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> uh, and I know your two girls are there with you all. I saw all the picture, or one of them I know is there with you guys in Seattle um, of the team landing, getting off of the plane, getting to sort of settle in before Friday's a uh, a big game. What's it like there? What's What's the weather like there? First of all, it's beautiful right now. It it was supposed to be high 40s and low 50s, but it seems like it's 60 degrees and clear skies. Um, both kids are with me today, so I have I have um, Yuri, my five year old, and Yasna, my ten year old, and we just came from the Space Needle. So this is not the first time Yolette and I have been to Seattle. She coached at the University of Portland back in 2007, 2008, and for her birthday, I brought her to Seattle, and we ate at the restaurant at the Space Needle. So having my children get a chance to come and see that and me explaining to them, I brought your mom here 15 15 years ago, you know, so 
just them having a chance to see that and experience that this is a, a learning lesson for them, but it's a great experience for them as well. I can't imagine what it's like for Coach Yo to be the coach of the team that's going into the Sweet 16, but I also can't imagine being one of the teammates or one of the girls or being one of the girls' parents, you know, that are also flying to Seattle to support all of their hard work that's being paid off and recognized. How is the team and the coach kind of keeping their nerves down, focused on the mission for Friday, kind of, you know, not letting all of it, you know, get the best of them? What, what we do, and we getting some, some ice cream, some yoga sets, Sessions, what we doing behind the scenes? Well, right now they're they're focused. They they are really paying attention to what the the job is at hand, and they're I think they're going to be able to to come out and give their best effort. You know, this is this is I think we only have one player on the team that this is their first time going to uh, an NCAA tournament, and that's only because she's a, a true freshman. You know, so everybody that was here last year had a chance to experience it and understand what they needed to do to prepare, and they're doing exactly that this time around. And the, and the girls, this is the most connected I've seen them ever. You know, so this is this is this is nothing new to them because of last year's experience. So I think just with them, it's just right now just enjoying the moment, but preparing for the the next game. So I know, which is against Louisville. Well, I was going to say, do we know who we're playing? I'm not in the in the realm of that, so we know we're playing Louisville coming up on Friday. What's there? Are you going to change your uh, seats, Kelly, and sit in the middle of the Louisville fans? A little superstitious there at all? You know, it worked back on Sunday. Are we going to try that again on on Friday? What's What's weird is that normally I stand wherever wherever they sit me. I always remove myself. It just so happened I normally stand at the corner away from the bench, but towards the corner of an of a open spot in the gym. And at Stanford, they would not allow me to do that. So that's the only reason I went across and stood uh, and, and was in the middle of a sea of red. This time around, I don't know what the protocols are yet, but I can guarantee you this. I will not be sitting behind the bench. I will, be, I will either be standing or I will be across the, uh, across the way in the middle of a crowd. Well, so I'm prepared for that. And I think Mississippi is prepared for sure to show up Friday. What time is the game, by the way, on Friday? I'm not too sure. If I'm not mistaken, it's, I want to say it's either, I think it's 7 o'clock our time here. So that would be 9 p.m. our time here. So we're going to have a lot of late nights on Friday to support uh, Coach Yo and all the girls who have just, you know, worked so hard, as you mentioned, Kelly, just really yeah. stayed focused uh, to what their mission is. And they're not done yet, right? Like, this is excitement, but this is hopefully just building up uh, for the next level of excitement. But regardless, you know, what a wonderful story. I appreciate your time. Give us, give the team and your wife all of our love and support and hotty toddy. Hotty toddy, I would definitely do so. Thank you so much for having me. All righty. You guys stick with us. We got more good for you coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm and we're streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station and you can watch us too. We are on computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. But where we get the party started most days is over on the Good Things Facebook group. If you are on the Book of Faces, then you need to be on the Good Things or in, should I say, the Good Things Facebook group. It's super simple to do. You just go to a little search bar, type in Good Things with, Rebecca Turner pops up. And boom, you get to see what Rhino and I are sharing uh, throughout the week. It's always positive in nature when it comes to our headlines and fun questions that you should have always pondered, uh, usually. And so this one, I'll have to admit, I am not on TikTok. It's a TikTok-related question. I know you're not either, Rhino. But somehow, I don't know what it is about TikTok and its, like, hacks and recipes and all the little things. It seems to have bled into everyday life. And then even if you don't have the app, your friends are sending it to you because they do, or they're telling you about the TikTok hack that they found and saw. And I think it's become one of the real popular hashtags that I guess, like on other platforms, you can follow and sort of um, narrow down your search of, of content you want to see. And some of them are really impressive. And people have been putting, obviously, a hack to test. And so that's what I asked. I asked you today, what life or kitchen hack have you learned, either from TikTok specifically, or you can obviously just throw in little hacks, life hacks or kitchen hacks that you may have learned um, over the years uh, in there as well. No TikTok uh, profile needed, because right on or I have one, but they're really neat. 601-879-4395. I saw you hadn't, I don't think you've um, commented on this one yet. Not on that one, no, but, but there, there is one thing that comes to mind, and I think I got it off Twitter, but it might have been a TikTok video. But it, it's from the, the kitchen life hack sector, mm-hmm. where if you're making macaroni and cheese. Which and way? Like the old like school? Like out of the box, box. Yeah. like with the, the little foil packet of mm-hmm. cheesy sauce. That's always a bit of a bear to get all the cheese sauce out of, mm-hmm. unless you use this life hack. Where you are putting the cheese sauce into the pot, find a pot with a lid before you start the whole process. And instead of trying to squeeze the cheese sauce out of the packet, just grab the tail end of the packet, sit it on the edge of the pot, put the lid down, and use the pressure of the lid against the lip of the pot to put all the cheese in. Yes, we actually use that hack in our house, and it works, and it's fascinating. And because there's something about you that feels like you just didn't get the most out of life if you don't get all of the cheese sauce out of the little pouch, like your, you know, your your box. Well, because everybody's had macaroni and cheese where they went a little too light on the cheese, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't feel like mac and cheese. I don't think anyone's ever said, "Oh, this mac and cheese, it just has way too much cheese on it." I don't think that's ever ever come out of um, anybody's mouth. That's a good one. I saw a lot of them are like kitchen related, and that's fine. But what? That I heard, and I have not tried this yet, but I am as soon as we get our big rugs and things out of storage. You know, like in the little, like when you have a rug that has laid there for a while, and it almost doesn't matter unless it's a really one, 
uber expensive rugs. They roll up the little tips, roll up on them, like they, and then they become a trip hazard. Like that's the worst thing is to trip over your own two feet over a rug that's got a little lip. And so apparently, you know, you've probably tried everything, like having something stick it down or sit something heavy on it or try to like fold it back under. Per TikTok, now I haven't tried this yet, but it is on like my list of things to give a give a whirl. So you've got a rug out, then listen up. You can give it a try now or tonight. You take ice cubes, and apparently you take ice cubes, and then you have something heavy like a big book or brick. I mean, I don't know, something to sit on top of it. And apparently you put the ice cubes on the corner. Obviously, you you know, it's going to melt. It's going to give you that. You put the heavy thing on top of it, and then it melts obviously. And then once it's all melted, apparently, I don't know where the magic comes in, but it's lay, it helps lay it down. I don't know if it lays it down forever or if it only lays it down for three to six weeks or six to, say, to eight months. The magic of this? Is it what? The magic is time. But so, because ah, if so you should... just spritzed it with water uh-huh. and put a brick on it, you're going to want to clean up the water mess probably sooner than you would if you put ice cubes and let them melt and make the same exact water mess just over a longer period of time. So or it's the pressure to making you be patient. Yes. <gasps> well, even that in itself is a hack, right? That I mean, that in itself. Another one that's not kitchen related. If you're doing things around the house, I saw that I thought oh, I got to use that. If you paint, like if like you have paint that has the tin can that the the top pops off, right? And you got the the lip. When you go to pour that paint into whatever you're going to then paint out of, it gets the paint in the rim. And right, that's really that's obnoxious because when you put the cap back on or the tin top back in, then it dries and it makes it harder to get it out. And so it's just frustrating. So it was a painter guy or I guess a um, home project man. He said you take painter's tape and you put it like in a V, like around the edges of where you're going to pour, like you stick it on there. And so think about it like when now when you're pouring the paint out, the paint goes over the painter's tape that's now protecting the give it a little whatever for the lip. When you're done pouring or when you're done for the day, you remove your painter's tape, which has paint on it, but it protected the little indentions in the top. And, you know, you discard it and then you pop it right back on and you don't have the whole of paint that comes out of the out of the creases unless that's your way of being able to decipher which paint color is which because sometimes let's be honest the that comes out of the top you're like oh there's the hall paint or the wall paint or the what <laughs> because the color kind of comes over on the side so. i guess we should introduce the other life hack of stick your finger in the paint and put a little dab of it on the top of the lid who so does that they the should do is. that when they sell you the can a lot of them do yeah they that's they should absolutely keith and meridian said i put a big chunk of chopped sharp cheddar in with it in with his mac, mac and, and cheese. cheese oh that takes it to the next that takes box mac and cheese to like the next level oh yeah anytime you're adding cheese to mac and cheese you are taking it up a notch do you add this well he adds sharp cheddar but have you ever experimented with other cheeses in your mac and cheese together not like switching all together adding something else in with what's recognized usually sharp cheddar or cheddar you can definitely overshoot the runway i had some gouda that was Mm. gonna go bad yeah it was already starting to get a little stiffer than you would want it Mm -hmm. and 
I don't know if it had already turned or if the flavor of Gouda just didn't match that particular mac and cheese, but it just wasn't all that great. And I love Gouda. I feel like I've heard of Gouda mac and cheese, but I'm going to – in my mind's eye where I see it, it is less cheese in, in total, and it's just Gouda, lightly melted. So, And then I think there was breadcrumbs involved, which may add – it's a little more frou-frouer. Right. Not all cheese should coexist together, but some should just stand along. And I feel like Gouda is one of those that, man, you don't need nothing else. It's good on its own. It's good on its own for sure. One that can be something, though, in your kitchen in terms of a hack that many are talking about. This one's on the Facebook group. Brady says, use kitchen scissors to cut almost everything but a steak. He said that would be, you know, sacrilegious. But bacon, like if you have it, if you get out the bacon, why haven't they figured out? Well, I guess you're, you need to – sometimes you use bacon to wrap things in. I guess I'm backtracking the moment I say it. But they figured it out with, like, spaghetti noodles. You have options of buying long noodles, and then you have them already cut in half for pot size because nobody actually has a pot or usually cooks a pot that that's big. You end up either breaking them or you do so that's a, a surefire way to break an Italian's heart. And or you have the or or you st- it becomes a science project and the water's boiling and you have your handful or whatever of the the dull, the skinny noodles and it's fun to sit there and just keep putting pressure until they make it all the way and then you get the well, top. You know gravity down. can assist you with that. I am I'm so impatient I'm using ice. <laughs> to, <laughs> to melt down the quarters of my rucks so I help it. I feel like I am accomplishing something about getting dinner to the table faster. And so with bacon, though, if you if you cook it like I choose to do most often, which is in the microwave on a bacon little pan thing, you have to cut it in half for it to fit. It's too long as it comes in most standard packaging. So you do have to cut it. And I have found that your kitchen scissors are wonderful for for cutting that way I've, I've never actually used scissors on a pack of bacon but then again i always emulate what my mom would do because she wanted to make the pack of bacon look like it was more bacon so she would cut it in half because it was also quicker to cook that way but she would just take the pack of bacon on the chopping block good sharp knife before she ever cut even right opened down it. the middle and then it kind of opens up just take the bacon out one side, and if you're not going to use the other side, put it in a Ziploc, put it in the fridge. But if you, my mind just blew. Well, putting the kitchen scissors back up. I know what I'm doing with my bacon next time. <laughs> if you got a hack, share it with us. If not, stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And where down we go. You 
watch good things. We are on computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even catch us on YouTube. You can now watch good things on Ceasefire TV. If you've got that, we're on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. No complaints on the weather today, so I'll save those for another day. You won't have a few many more days uh, to register for Superstar Morgan Wallen. He is coming to Oxford, and we want to help give you a chance to win those tickets. You're just going to enter your name at one of our registration boxes located throughout the state. For example, you can go to Celebration Nutrition in Columbus. You can go to Scruggs Lawn and Garden in Tupelo. You can go at Weathers Auto Supply in Oxford. And there are many more. All you got to do is go to supertalk.fm slash Morgan Wallen. There's a full list of registration locations. And the winner will be announced soon, like soon, soon, a couple weeks, maybe a week or two, first of April, because it's the April 23rd show. Give you plenty of time to plan your trip to Oxford for your two sweet seat tickets to see Morgan Wallen and Hardy at Balt Hemingway Stadium. And the ticket giveaway, it is brought to you by First South Farm Credit, King's Daughter Medical Center, Jumpstart Test Prep, and Toyota of Brookhaven. And if you've been over to supertalk.fm today, you may have seen that the other beloved uh, group from Mississippi, Chapel Heart, they have an upcoming concert at the Grammy Museum, Mississippi, in Cleveland, but it has been moved. So if you are interested in going, it was Thursday, April the 13th. It has been moved to Tuesday, April the 11th. And if that affects you at all, you can head on over there to uh, supertalk.fm and get all of the details. I also saw before that, though, on April the 2nd on CBS, the girls of Chapel Heart will be singing for the CMT Awards, which got me confused that it was going to be on CBS because it didn't CMT like a whole TV channel of itself. But that's okay. They're spreading the love. I'm sure maybe it'll be airing on both, you think? Maybe they're parent-owned? I don't know. I I would imagine CBS has uh, more people watching than CMT. So you probably put it on the bigger channel. Right. I I mean, yes, it feels that way. It's just strange. It'd be like being the Hallmark Awards on NBC. I mean, I don't know, you know. It's just, hey, kudos to them though. They're very It's better exci- than the Hallmark Awards on the Spike channel. <laughs> Although I don't even think Spike's around uh, anymore. No, probably not, but that's funny. You got me tickled. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't mesh very well. Uh mesh very well there. Speaking of Chapel Heart though, they had a really uh transparent post if you follow them on Facebook. I encourage you to go watch it. And they were talking about it was a Long story, but I think it's good for us to remember, even though they've been shot out of a cannon because of America's Got Talent, that they are still independent artists. They have no labels yet. They have no sponsors yet. And so sometimes, even though they've had this big worldwide tour, they can't always afford to make to make it work. And so sometimes shows have to be canceled or when they get the opportunity for award shows and whatever, there's some rearranging that has to be done. And it just really gave me some insight to we just see the flashy on the front of what they're doing. And we make so much assumptions about individuals who are trying to, you know, uh, pave their way, whether it's as an entertainer or a comedian or a musician or an actress or actor or whatever it may be. And we just assume as soon as they get a little bit of its success that, you know, they, they're just swimming in, in Benjamins or whatever it may be. And I know for some that may happen, but. They were real open and honest. I encourage you to go and read it if you've ever wondered sort of the back end of what it looks like to host your own tour. I thought, oh, we got to get them back on good things to sort of talk about that because to me it's empathy. Like I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, y'all are juggling a lot. You're trying really hard. 
And sometimes it just doesn't work out to where if sales aren't there on tickets, they literally can't afford to to get their bus and everything there to see you. So that also reminds me, as we move into concert season, which is spring and summer, and there's so many avenues in our state for live music events from your local pizza place to maybe larger uh places like the Brandon Amphitheater and then everything in between, go, like go, go enjoy it, buy the ticket, show up, support it, because you are still supporting small business owners in some in some capacity, even at like you think about the Brandon Amphitheater, even though it's the city of Brandon, usually it's one of the teams or something that's running the concession stand that's then, you know, so it's you still have all of these local sort of impacts that something big like that helps support when you choose to stay in the state to go see your favorite artist, whatever it may be. And then we get bigger artists who make their way here when they see. I saw, you know, Three Doors Down is also coming back home and there's a lot of other great gigs. So that's my soapbox for supporting our local musicians and and concert because so many of them started out in the little jam sessions at the I don't know what pizza places keep coming up, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like they've got the greatest spot for for open mic night and whatever pizza places, coffee shops, and bars. Yes, yes, pizza places, coffee shops, bars, and then little outdoor vignettes and venues and all the things. So anyway, you can check out their full sort of transparent post over on their uh, on their Facebook page. On our Facebook page on Good Things, um, we're talking about the life hacks or kitchen hacks that maybe you've learned through the popular site TikTok. Or maybe you're like me and Rhino. We've, we're not on TikTok. Okay, I take a little pride in that. I just hadn't gone down that rabbit hole. And I think the reason I hadn't is because it is nothing but a rabbit hole from what I hear. Like it's not like you will get lost in com- – well, I guess you could still get lost in comments, but it's literally just I actually videos. have a friend that, that did a bit of an experiment on himself when he, he had stayed off TikTok for years, and he finally downloaded it. And he was talking to us about how in the first 10, 15 minutes, you get bombarded with just random viral stuff, mm-hmm. random things that thousands of other people have liked. Because they're trying to figure out your... And and once it zeroes in on what's making you laugh or keeping you engaged, it's just going to throw more of that at you in a nonstop feed. And then if you're looking to sort of veg out, I guess you can go down the... Uh, they keep calling it a rabbit hole, but that's pretty much what it is uh, in, in that capacity, or a black hole with no end, for sure. Um, but... The hashtag life hacks, I think, on TikTok specifically has really exploded over the last weeks or months or or, or in conversation. I mean, life hacks have always kind of been been around them. I mean, you weren't they weren't always called life hacks, but the the idea of social media teaching you new little fun things that you, that you were like do. today years old that you didn't know. Right. It's gotten to the point now where it's it's such a big part of social media usage like I'm, I'm not saying it's a oh, sizable yeah. percentage of social media usage, but it's a big enough part that it has its own anti-genre of life hacks where people are producing videos of supposed life hacks that are really just overly complicated steps to make something Correct. out of nothing. Like you see all these life hack videos of, ooh, you can turn a – a Coca-Cola 20-ounce bottle into a rocket launcher. 
and you wind up hot gluing little needles into the the top of it. So like you went down breaking, that rabbit hole and it didn't work for you. Breaking a lighter apart and all these kind of kind of crazy and it yes, you could do it, but what's the point? The point of a life hack is to make life simpler. Correct. And I um I guess upset, not upset, but ruffled feathers with my uh, spaghetti. This is the second time I've ruffled feathers. This time, not, you know, noodles. Sorry if that offends you. It's noodles in my house. But no, and I'm poking fun. It Talking about if I break, sometimes I have to break, or I don't have to, I choose to break my spaghetti noodles in half to throw them in the pot. And someone on the text line said, if you break your spaghetti noodles where I cannot twirl in my spoon, I cannot eat spaghetti with <laughs> with you. Get a decent sized pot. I hear you. I do. I get it. But let's remember, I have a three year old, and then I'm taking said spaghetti anyway, and then continuing to cut it into smaller pieces for her to actually shovel in with a with a fork and a spoon. So I don't think about that particular step. And my husband doesn't like red sauce, so he's not really complaining about how we make the noodles anyway. But um, I get it. I hear you. If you have a way you enjoy the process of eating your spaghetti, then breaking them in half early would be be a letdown. Kind of like how I feel, though, when you mix the sauce with the noodles prior to me serving myself. I don't care what the noodle. They can be elbow noodles. They can be... 10 foot long noodles that that doesn't bother me but i look at it sideways if it's all mixed together whenever i have to go surf myself i want to choose my noodle to sauce ratio and then i want to mix them together myself on my plate and i know that offends many of you including my in-laws we almost didn't make it down the aisle because his mom mixes his spaghetti together and he thinks that's the way it should be done I did a quick Google on the Google box here, and I thought there was, but yes, there is an entire type of pasta mm-hmm. that is literally just spaghetti cut into about an inch and a half, two inch long lengths. Yes! It's called fideo. Okay, but there's also for pot size, so it just, it's half the size yeah. of long, and you just, it's this beautiful, flowery looking thing when you drop it all at one time, and it feathers itself out, and it all fits in your pot. Maybe I'm getting too excited about it. It's all efficiency for me. But, you know, hey, at the end of the day, you still got some noodles. So stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. On the ceasefire text line here on good things, we were talking about, um, I guess, noodles and cheese and all the things. And Dustin from Walnut says, I visited a cheese factory one time. While I was there, they had an explosion on one of the lines. Everyone was okay, but there was so much debris. 
Oh, I heard a corny one uh, here recently since we're all thinking about our basketball or March Madness is on everybody's uh, brains. Why um, do basketball players not go on vacation? I don't know. Why? Because they can't travel. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Use it. Or lose it, whichever way. It got me tickled. I appreciated. Uh, I appreciated it for There's sure. There's just something about the laffy taffy style of jokes. It really is. There was another one too. What are basketball players' favorite coffee? I don't know what. Duncan. You didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm done. Although it is National Goof Off Day, and I would love nothing more than to sit here and just tell. Corny, unnecessary jokes. Read and eat Laffy Taffy with you for the next however long until Sports Talk comes on. Your best sort of goof-off day. What does that look like for you, Rhino? Hmm, a goof-off day. And it totally depends because you could be goofing off and window shopping versus goofing off and just being relaxing. But I think of goofing off as... You're kind of productive, but not like in a productive way. You're just sort of goofing off, not relaxing or resting, which can still be a form of relaxation. But does that make sense? Like it feels like a difference in I'm just goofing off versus I'm just taking a mental health day. That's what I was trying to decide is because usually my goof off days are the days where I'm like, you know what? I've had it with politics. I'm tired of social media. I'm tired of reading nonfiction. I'm just going to pick up a book or play a video game or watch a movie and just veg. Just put the brain in neutral and just while I'm watching something. That's goofing off. I would think that would be right up there. I mean, you know, I don't think of it as snuggling up with a good book and being, you know, all wise and whatever with your time. I think of it as like, you know, wasting away Whatever it may be, I may goof off and used to. I don't do it as much anymore, but I am one of the lucky few who have the same size foot as they put out in the shoe department as the display. <laughs> and I used to kill time at a particular job because I was near. I'd go and just enjoy looking at all the pretty shoes. And I'd buy some, but or one or whatever. But I could go and just goof off and try on shoes that I never am going to buy because I didn't have to actually ask for my size. They were just out there. For the slipping on and the looking around, friends always were jealous of the fact that my, unless it's a different, unless they're out of that particular size, usually my size is the one out. And I always thought that was a lot of fun. I know you do that all the time, Rhino. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think I've ever been able to walk into a, a <laughs> shoe store and go, yeah, I want that one. And that's my size. Well, you know. Some of us are just luckier in life than others. Some actually have to ask for it from uh, from the back, and then some they never have a size small enough. I've never had that problem, but uh, but no, that would be to me sort of goof- goofing off. Now that I think about it, I don't. It's been a while since I even set foot in a shoe store. I could see that goofing off for me is visiting Margaritaville and pretending to be Jimmy Buffett. Well, I think going to an arcade to me is goofing off. Or going and riding go-karts or playing goofy golf. Or like you're just, you know, you're going to sort of eh, bum around, sort of window shop. Maybe you like to go and just look at things, thumb through, take your time, visit one of the, you know, resell kind of stores and just see what they have. Go antiquing. It's like you don't have an intention necessarily with it. It's just I'm going to, you know, goofing off. 
Hmm, wasting some time. Hanging out. I don't think I've honestly used the phrase goofing off to describe <laughs> anything I've done in a long, long time. I think we should change that. I think you should figure out a way. And it says to stop, take a break, find something different to do is the way that they describe it. And, yeah, you, you're supposed to leave work until tomorrow. Now, I'm not advising for you to leave your employer just because it's goof-off day, but it wouldn't be nice if this national day became like a, hey, it's just a goof-off day. Go and goof off. Do I feel like they should have done a better job of lining up goof-off day with the first day of March Madness. Because that really does feel like a goof-off day for a lot of people because there's all that sports on for the entirety of the day. Yeah, and you're really not focused on what it is you're supposed to be. It's kind of like you during the... Um... The World Cup. Yep. But you're not... I, would, I wouldn't call that goofing off. You're very intentional about what you're doing and your mission, so it feels very important. Willing them on to the goal. Yeah. All right, stick with us. Speaking of sports, you got plenty of that coming up next with the boys from 3 to 6. But Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.